Hi, I'm Jarrett Murphy from City Limits. And this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. And today we are talking with the two leading Republican candidates for New York City Mayor, Curtis Sliwa and Fernando Mateo. And this is obviously a part of the mayoral race, Ben, that has not received nearly as much attention from us or from anybody else as the very crowded, very fascinating Democratic race. Um, that is a field of people talk about eight major candidates, uh, a couple more on the ballot. This really is a two-person affair. Um, it, it could have been a larger affair, but uh, the ballot will not have any of those extra names because people did not meet their petitioning thresholds or got bumped off. So we do have Fernando Fertay. Mateo, a guy who's made a name for himself as an advocate for uh, taxi drivers and for the bodega industry, and Curtis Lewa, who's been a fixture of New York City politics, policy, and I guess uh, street culture mm. uh, really since the 1970s as the founder of the Guardian Angels and as a kind of populist conservative talk show host. Um, they will be running in the June 22nd primary as well, early voting starting June 12th. And I guess the question that everyone asks is, do they have a chance to make an impact on this race? I mean, listen, whoever comes out of this primary is going to be a huge, huge underdog against whoever comes out of the Democratic primary. But, you know, you can never say never in politics. Um, you know, some people who like to point to the fact that uh, New Yorkers elected Rudy Giuliani to two terms as a Republican mayor and then Mike Bloomberg as a Republican, although, you know, obviously his party affiliation then switched around a bit. But but there was a good, you know, 20 year stretch there that's not that long ago of Republican or Republican kind of independent mayors there. So, um, you know, people people like to say that the failures of Bill de Blasio have opened the door more for a Republican to win again. Again, it's a very, very uphill battle. Perhaps it's to the uh, benefit of the Republican nominee that the primaries have been moved up. It makes the general election much longer from basically when we know the winners of the primary sometime in early July, let's hope, uh, until November is a long stretch. And I'm very intrigued to see what that looks like. But first, of course, you know, we have to see who wins this primary. And, you know, this is a this is a you know, a, a duo that has uh, a lot of character, a lot of controversy, and it's a fascinating one-on-one -on -one race. And I guess what would say, looking at that history, Ben, of Republicans who have been successful despite the Democratic advantage in New York City of Giuliani and Bloomberg, Bloomberg obviously having tremendous financial resources, but the moments where they both got into office were times when the city faced a great deal of economic uncertainty and uh, a lot of popular concern about public safety. And uh, that was true in 93, certainly with crime, although it was coming down, still being high, coming out of the 91 recession. And obviously after September 11th, concerns about safety in the city of a different nature, as well as a lot of economic doubt. And that's when Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg managed to kind of break through both in very close elections, but got in. So I suppose if you wanted to create a rationale for Republicans in 2021, it's that this is a similar moment in some ways. We face obviously from the pandemic, unprecedented economic uncertainty. And, you know, while nothing is of the scale as it was in 93 or even in 2001, crime has certainly risen recently. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of worry about that. Yeah, there's a lot of turmoil in the city. I mean, I will say, you know, as much as a lot of people in New York know who Curtis Lewa is, many know who Fernando Mateo is, you know, neither would have the type of profile, the type of fundraising uh, you know, or, or funding that a Rudy Giuliani or Michael Bloomberg had. I mean, those were pretty significant and unique figures there. So 
uh, again, the general election we'll, we'll, we'll get to eventually, but I think this contest is really shaping up to be an interesting one-on-one uh, that will be very colorful. Again, a lot of people won't be paying attention, but it's important to see who comes out of it because, again, the, you know, the general election debate over the future of the city will be extensive and detailed and substantive in at least some ways. And so this Republican primary certainly matters as well, uh, especially just in terms of the choices that voters will, will have in the fall. And I spoke with Mr. Mateo, and here is that conversation. And we welcome to Max Murphy, Fernando Mateo, who is a Republican candidate for New York City mayor. Mr. Mateo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good, good. So uh, we're in we're in the thick of things here. We're two months from from primary day. I mean, can you kind of believe that we're in the home stretch here? This has been a kind of a, a little bit of a short campaign. Uh, you know, how are you feeling about where things are at? I feel very good. Uh, this has been a, a huge learning curve for me. Uh, never done this before. Uh, and, and I must correct you, Ben, I am the only Republican in this race. Okay. Uh, the only true Republican in this race. Uh, I've been a Republican for since I'm 18 years old, and I've voted in Republican races for 30 years. I've never switched parties. I never danced with any other party. This is the party that I know and the party that uh, I've been. So, so I, I assume that's a reference. Uh, <laughs> we, we were going to get to this, but we'll jump right in now. That's pro- that's a reference to your main competition in the in the Republican primary, Curtis Sliwa. Um, so let's, let's put Curtis Leo aside for one, one minute here before, you know, just for our listeners, talk a little bit about who you are, what you've done in the city and, uh, and why you're running for mayor. Well, my name's Fernando Mateo and, uh, I've done, I've spent the last 30 years of my life working for the Democrats. Actually, uh, I, in 1989, I built a, uh, school at Rikers Island, uh, that taught, trained, and employed first-time nonviolent offenders. Uh, I was able to get them good quality union jobs when they left Rikers Island. In 1993, I launched Toys for Guns, uh, got thousands of guns off the city streets, probably the biggest disarmament uh, in New York City history. In, in, two, in 1999, I organized the taxi industry uh, drivers were getting killed 60 a year. I remember 12 of them got killed in two weeks uh, back in 99. And we were able to change the course of those murders and the course of the assaults and the course of the industry, actually. And in 2002, I did the same for 14,000 bodega owners in New York City. So the last 30 years I have spent working in Democratic communities because Democrats have not done the job. As an urban Republican, I stepped in and I solved many of the problems that Democratic communities have. And that's why I'm running for mayor. I'm running for mayor because this city right now has no hope. Everything that the Democrats are doing is wrong. You look at our city, you look at how vacant it is, you look at how depressing it is to walk New York City streets and how dangerous it is. And that's why I am running for mayor. I want to bring our businesses back. I want to support NYPD. I want to make sure that our cities are safe again, because no city is going to progress if there's no public safety. So public safety is my first agenda. Supporting the men and women in blue is my first agenda. After that, it's our economy, small businesses. And thirdly, 
our youth, 14 to 18 years old, getting them part-time jobs after school all year round, taking them out of their environment, like I was taken out of my environment at 14. And I was molded, I was taught how to work. I was taught what having integrity was. I was taught that there was a different world outside of mine. There was a different world outside of the New York City projects, outside of the, of the hood of New York City. And I was able to engage other communities. I was able to engage other people. And that's why I am who I am. I want the same for these kids. I want to make sure that they don't drop out of school the way I did. And I want to make sure that we engage corporate America, that we engage every New York City agency, that we engage small businesses and create jobs and opportunities for our youth. In seven years, our 14-year-olds will be 21. Our 18-year-olds in three years will be 21. What are they going to do if they have no direction? That's how we solve the city's problem, is by looking ahead and solving the problems that we're gonna have years from now, not today so much. Tell me on, on policing and, and bringing down this spike in gun violence that we've seen now, it's you know over a year long uh, of a real jump in gun violence. If you were mayor today, what would you be doing with the police department or other resources uh, to try to drastically reduce this, this very significant increase in gun violence we've seen? First thing I would do is increase the number of police officers that we have. I would treat our police officers with the respect that they deserve. I will retrain the department and furthermore, I would make sure that part of that training is for our police officers to respect our communities. It's gotta be mutual respect in order for there to be a peace in New York City. We need to make sure that every train station has two police officers on the platforms seven days a week, 24 hours a day, because New York City never sleeps. And there are people riding the subways at all hours of the day and night. And we need to make sure that those people feel safe going to and from work. We need to get our people back to work. And the only way they're gonna come back to their offices if the city is safe. So we need to make sure that we back our police officers. We don't turn our backs on them. Rather, we support them. Anyone that gets caught with a firearm in New York City must do time. Enough of this bail reform, freeing people that are carrying illegal guns, ready to kill, ready to assault, ready to rob someone. That's unacceptable. We need to make sure we get, we grab the bull by the horns and we reverse the course of where our city is today. Rudy Giuliani inherited, Rudy Giuliani inherited a city that was plagued with crime after the Dinkins years. And now I will be inheriting the same thing that he did. And I will emulate what he did in order to make our city safer. David Dinkins did did say something similar to what you just said, which is let's get more cops on the on the street. And he he did help make that happen towards the end of his administration. So we should probably give him give him a little credit for getting getting the shift going towards a safer city. Um, in the in the nuts and bolts of policing, um, 
you know, in some ways, the mayor, this mayor de Blasio has has reinforced a belief in so-called broken windows policing, but he's also made quite a few modifications to that type of philosophy of the police department. Obviously, the use of stop, question and frisk is it was dropping under Bloomberg after the lawsuit and the and the judge's ruling about a lack of constitutionality, but it's continued to drop. Do you think the PD needs to be more needs to be given orders from the mayor to be more aggressive in its policing? It sounds like that's that's part of what you're saying is, um, you know, a more aggressive police force while, as you said, training and respect. But is that is that part of what you're getting at here? Well, what I'm getting at is very simple. Um, This mayor has no leadership. The police department, the rank and file, the police officers do not care for him. They do not respect him because he does not respect them. Good policing starts with good leadership. I believe that if you've grown up in Harlem or in Spanish Harlem or in East New York or wherever you grew up and you're a police officer, I think that you should police your community. Why? Because you know the community, you know the people. You need to engage with the small business people. You need to engage with the youth in the community. If our youth are at work and learning something, they will see a different side of life and they will respect our police officers more, especially if they have a part-time job after school where they're, they're being mentored to success. We need to stop letting these kids hang out on the streets doing nothing. We need to hold their hand, we need to mentor them, and we need to create safer streets. I believe that community policing is the way to go. Get them out of the patrol cars. Let them walk the streets. We need our anti-crime units back on the streets because it's only the poor neighborhoods that are suffering from all this gun violence. That's where it's happening. Once in a while, it bleeds into Midtown. And I do have to give David Dinkins, who was my friend, credit for bringing more cops out on the streets. I worked closely with David Dinkins when I started the MIT program at Rikers Island. And when I did Toys for Guns, it was with David Dinkins that I launched it. So David Dinkins had a big heart, but yet we need a strong leader in New York City, and I am that leader. So uh, let, let me try to understand, you know, how you are making a pitch first in the Republican primary to voters, which is obviously there's a, there's plenty of Republicans in New York City, but a much smaller pool than you would need to convince in the general election. If you prevail in the primary, you are, you know, an urban Republican. You said you've worked with lots of Democrats. You've um, uh, donated to some Democrats. You've um, you know, you have a mix of, of positions on a variety of things. But you've also you also supported Donald Trump, who obviously did very poorly in New York City in in both of his presidential elections. How do you sort of how do you sort of square, um, you know, being an urban Republican, as you call it, with with sort of a mix of viewpoints, uh, supporting Trump and then trying to convince enough New York City voters that you're the type of of Republican that they could get behind to, to go back to a Republican mayor? Well, Ben, you know what? I was very surprised to see that Trump, President Trump, got more votes in New York City than any president in the history of our nation. His numbers were a lot higher 
than any other Republican. Republican. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. No, no, he did. Yeah, and, and, and in the and second that, election, he did better. Yeah, he did a little better than. He than, did a lot better. And, and you know what? And we've got to see what the trend is in New York. Democrats are tired of seeing their party go so far left. Democrats are tired of seeing the corruption, the Elliot Spitzers, the Eric Schneidermans, the Anthony Wieners, the Sheldon Silvers, the Andrew Cuomo's, and Bill de Blasio, how he's run our city into the ground. I mean, Democrats are not dumb people. They are awake, they see what's going on. And I know that when they enter that voting booth, they're gonna vote for a Republican, an urban Republican, they're gonna vote for me because they know that I've dedicated 30 years of hard work to our communities in New York City, regardless of party, regardless of title. You know what, I love New York. I love, I am a Republican and I am very proud to be a Republican, but I love Democrats as well. All right, well, right, because it's not the people, it's the politics that we'll, divides um, us. Right. Well, we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk again for if you're going on to the general election, because with the primaries in June, that the general election actually is a lot longer now than it used to be. So we'll we'll have time to do that if you're the nominee. Let's stick with the with the primary more for now. Um, although I, I know I obviously raised the the general election. All right. So it's it's, it's basically between you and Curtis Lewa. Both of you have long uh, civic histories in the city. You've you've outlined some of yours. We obviously know a bit about his folks know about the guardian angels. And then there's 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 other stuff there. How do you differentiate differentiate yourself from Sliwa? We are day and night. We are similar in some areas in that we both care for New York. But we are very different in that he's he's not an administrator. He doesn't know how to run a business. He's never met payroll before. He's never paid rent. He's never worked in the, in the private sector other than being a radio personality. Curtis Lewa is a pebble in my shoe. He is irritating. He is a compulsive liar. He has lied his entire career. And all you need to do is Google it and it will all come up from you know, saying that people sprayed KKK on, on his headquarters never happened. That's uh, an old lady got mugged and $300 was stolen and he recovered it. A lie. That he was raped by police officers. A lie. He had to, he was sued by the Newark Police Department because he denigrated them. He lied about them. So Curtis Lee is full of lies. He's never been a Republican. He's been in every party that you can think of. And just last year, he infiltrated the Republican Party. He never voted for Trump. He campaigned against Trump. He campaigned against the only senator, a former police officer that had any kind of influence in Albany, Marty Golden. He campaigned against every Republican that's run for office. So all of a sudden, he appears out of nowhere. And he says he's a Republican. You know what? Republicans are not like Curtis Lewa. We are different. We have integrity. We don't lie about situations the way he has. And to be quite honest with you, he is not credible. So why are you going to vote 
for a guy that has no credibility because he's a radio personality? Absolutely not. Okay, he, has he worked the subways? He has. Has mm -hmm. he worked with the homeless? He has. But what else has he done to help New York? All right, I was just going to say, I, I was just going to ask if you were going to give him any credit for the Guardian Angels, but I guess you're giving uh, him some. So, okay. The Guardian Angels is a great organization. They just mm -hmm. have a terrible leader. They, the board yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've asked him this before. I'm not sure they, you know, I don't know that they have that much evidence of their impact anyway, but it's obviously the idea of trying to, you know, be a you know, civilian patrol. If you're not causing trouble as a civilian patrol, it, you know, to make a they safer assaulted, city. Is, they assaulted a candidate that was gay on the subways for no apparent reason. I mean, they've done things that they shouldn't have done. But look, we're all human. And one thing that I'm learning about politics is that it is a different kind of business. It's a different game. It's a game not of facts, not of statistics, not of what you've done. It's a fact of, of who can badmouth who the most. Who's going to throw more dirt on the other guy? And I'm not used to that. I've never thrown dirt on anybody in the 30 years that I've been working in New York City until now, you know, and uh, and, and it's un it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is, I guess. Now, he speaking of throwing dirt and, and I, I hear you about politics. I mean, you know, I much I much rather keep to more of the substance, although, you know, the the substance and the mudslinging sometimes do merge. Um, but but, you know, he throws it back to you as, you know, you you donated to de Blasio. Uh, you had some sort of straw donor situation with de Blasio. Um, you know, he, he called you a de Blasio uh, Republican or something along those lines. Uh, what, what's your response to the fact that you have uh, given money to de Blasio? That's OK. I've given money. I'm a businessman. Mm -hmm. I am a entrepreneur. He doesn't know that because he's never owned a business. When you have constituents like I do, 30,000 taxi drivers that I represent and I speak on behalf and 14,000 bodegas and bodega owners that I represent and employees and my personal businesses, you know, my constituents are Democrats in most cases, and they were the ones who supported de Blasio. I was the facilitator in that I asked them, would you like to support the mayor? And they said, yes. I've never, I don't even know what the definition of straw donor donations are. What I do know is that it's illegal. And I've never done anything illegal. You could call the Board of Elections. They will clarify that for you. Never happened, never will. If a reporter wrote something like that, they were wrong. They lied. But you know what? It's not uncommon for mm -hmm. Curtis Lewa to lie because that's his character. I don't lie about the things that I say. I don't need to sling mud or dirt if it's not true. And, and the, the truth of the matter is that it's not true. I did raise money for him. I've raised money for many Democrats, but I've raised a lot more money for Republicans. All right. All right. So in our, in our last couple of minutes here, let's get away from the from from some of the mudslinging. Um, when you talk about revitalizing the city's economy, let's close on that theme. Uh, what what are the key steps there? Now, you talked about working with with corporations to bring jobs to the city. You talked about youth employment. What else should people know about how you want to revitalize the, the city economy? I would, first of all, welcome back the rich. I would welcome back all of those businesses 
and business owners that have left and fled New York City, not because of the pandemic, but because of the seven years of agency, city agency abuse. I go through it myself. I know what it is to see an inspector at my doorstep and be afraid of him. Shiver, shake in your boots because they're coming in to hit you with a fine. They're coming in not to help you solve whatever problems you may have, but to make sure that they give you fines that can feed the city coffers. I would end that. City agencies should be holding the hands of those that have taken a risk to open a business in New York City, create jobs in New York City, and stop punishing them for taking that risk. I believe very strongly in lowering taxes. I will reassess property, real estate property taxes. I will lower them and I will cap them. And I will pass those savings on to residents and people that are renting retail stores. Why? Because we need lower rents in order to get our economy revitalized again. I would make sure that those business owners know that the city is their friend, that the city is here to assist them. I would reform the entire department of buildings because in order for you to build a, a, a small mom and pop store, sometimes it'll take you a year or more to get the, the permits that you need. I will streamline that so that people can open their businesses as soon as possible. I will make sure that city agencies befriend the small businesses of New York City. That's how you do it. I would offer two hours of free parking and I would forget congested pricing. I would make sure that anyone coming into the city to do business, to eat in a restaurant, to go to a theater, to spend money in our streets, can park for free for two hours, at least for the first year or two, until okay. we get our economy back. Real I quick. know how to do it because I've done it in the past. I built businesses in a city that is very anti-small business. If you look at right now, how, how risk takers are being treated, you will understand that is a, that there is a, they have a big target on their back. A target that says, let's put them out of business. People borrow money. Real, People real, spend their whole life savings. Real quick, in our last minute, you've been an advocate uh, and a leader for the, the taxi industry. If you were mayor, how would you, how would you fix and address this taxi medallion debt issue? I would make sure that we refund them every dime that they invested over the price of the medallion. The city robbed these drivers. They took them for a, for a ride. They sold them overpriced medallions knowing that Uber and Lyft were gonna devaluate those medallions. Yet they sold them for a million, two, a million, 800, 750. These medallions are worth nothing today. But whatever they are worth, I will make sure that we refund these drivers the difference between what they paid and what these medallions are worth. It's okay. the only right thing to do. You have to bail them out. You have to help them. And that's what I would do when I am mayor of New York City. All right, Fernando Mateo, we appreciate the time. This Republican primary is certainly intensifying and it's narrowing and um, we are just a couple months away from primary day. So thank you for the time and outlining some of your platform and some of your, your take on your differences with your main opponent here. And we will catch up with you down the line.
Ben, I must tell you, I want to thank you for following the Republican campaign, the Republican candidates, because yeah. no one else has done that. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's important. This is, uh, you know, this city has elected Republican mayors not that long ago, so it's it's not something to be ignored. So you, uh, I appreciate that, and uh, we, we will definitely catch up with you more. Thank you. All right, take care.